So out of curiosity, are you tuning in from Spain right now? I hear you're living yes. in Spain. Yeah, Barcelona, like just um, just just north of Barcelona. Um, Montgat is this tiny place. Uh, it's kind of connected to Barcelona, but it's a little town on its own. Where, where are you guys at? We're in uh, Denver. We call mm-hmm. it the base capital, but others have to mm-hmm. say that Montreal is a real base capital. But, you know, mm-hmm. we're biased. So, yeah, Well, I mean. USA base capital. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, and I was just in Montreal and I would say like there wasn't a clear winner. So the Denver crowd felt like the Montreal crowd and I feel like people go just as hard. I was at mm. a, like a small boutique festival, so I didn't get the whole like, you know, ever after or um escapade experience, but it felt like yeah. I was at home. Like the rave fam felt like they were all there even though I didn't know any of the people. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Man, I've been in so, like different styles of dubstep shows in Montreal. And in my experience, um, they know a lot more. Well, I mean, that's not really fair to say because in Denver, I haven't been at a lot of other kinds of shows either. Like there's also like the smaller um, like tear out shows. And then <laughs> there are like the, the melodic, more melodic ones. And in Montreal, I think I've seen it a bit more varied than in Denver. But in Denver, it's like so saturated. Like all the yeah. artists uh, come there. Um, so it's kind of like, you guys are you're so spoiled there. With, with <laughs> we are pretty spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. this last week, uh, Zed's Dead had their whole Deadbeats takeover. And they had mm-hmm. a surprise back-to-back with Grizz at Mission Ballroom. Have you, have you played wow. at Mission Ballroom? I don't think um yes but the, yeah it was an exhibition show i believe or or some big one day event was it, it was some big the nsd takeover the like the 10 year thing um no i only played the la one so that was okay. not in denver um i think i played an exhibition show in mission ballroom yeah excision is, did did exhibition play there or not he plays, he plays mission he plays a first bank center mm-hmm. so oh I think that's maybe i'm mistaken it was Oh, I'm mistaken it with First Bank. That might yeah. be it. It's a gigantic um, arena. Mission Ballroom. It sounds very familiar. Um, okay, so I'm <laughs> I'm really bad with uh, remembering stuff <laughs> in general. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it all, lots of venues blend uh, together in my memory. But mm-hmm. if I just see a picture of Mission Ballroom, I probably straight up know it. Um, but that's that's a big that's a big venue, right? Like, how what's what's the capacity? Yeah, it is. I want to say like thirty five hundred to four thousand. It's one of those where they can right. adjust the stage based on how many tickets they sell. They can like move it back okay. and forth. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's awesome. like thirty five hundred, and I think if they pass thirty five hundred, then that's where they adjust the stage to go mm-hmm. to four thousand. That yeah, that is so sick. And Denver has so many other venues where there's uh, oh my god, busy events. Yeah, we yeah. always joke like, it- on on any given Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there's like at least two or three dubstep shows that you can choose from. Right. Like, literally take your pick. <laughs> like, are you feeling it- uh, 
bro step? Are you feeling rhythm? Are you yeah. feeling yeah. some hard dance? Or... Face. <laughs> that's amazing. And it, and it's still going so well. That's, that's freaking mm-hmm. awesome. Cause I, cause I, what an, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm originally Dutch and like what in the Netherlands okay. happened, I believe is that what they say a lot there too, is that they got real snobby with, with shows mm-hmm. because um, so many DJs are from there in like, in like the hard style and trans and a lot of EDM styles. Um, so a lot of like fans become like really um, elitist about Snob, EDM snobs. Stuff. Yeah. EDM and snobs. Yeah. It definitely took away a lot of the fun. So like, so like bro step died real quick there because um, it was just not not sophisticated enough i guess i don't know just, uh, that's funny that you're from there where are you from in the netherlands i'm originally from the east but i've lived uh, for a long time in utrecht so that's like close to amsterdam it's one of the four big cities in holland mm-hmm. um, one of our best friends is from Gouda. okay yeah that's that's pretty close by yeah Gouda. um famous from its cheese Gouda yes. cheese. yeah <laughs> and it's stroop waffles um, Oh yes, absolutely. You know, you know, mm-hmm. stroopwafels. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, we <laughs> yes, we stand stroopwafels. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love them. I always have them. Um, so, uh, in Utrecht, Utrecht, so, like we call it, there was um, there was this party party called Dub Infusions, uh, if I say that correctly, and that was like the first dubstep show that I've been to. But unfortunately, that died down pretty quick there when Bro Step and <laughs> like the harder stuff took over the whole Skrillex style of uh dubstep mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. Yeah. how long ago was that um, show that was um 2011 i believe wow no yeah. way 2011 like 10, was like 10, my first edm show 10 or 11 <laughs> yeah That's edm crazy. in general so not yeah. not dubstep specific no i mean <laughs> technically yes so my first actual show was it was dead mouse headlining and avici was direct support for dead mouse wow which is crazy legend and then i saw a sick. little bit of excision set at another festival later on that year but mm-hmm. yeah that dead mouse and avici show was crazy wow that's that's quite something that's so cool that you've experienced uh avici, avici life of course mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah wish i'd that's seen him piece. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you live in Barcelona. So I, I used to live in Barcelona for a bit. I lived there for a semester mm. back in 2015. Uh, nice. I wasn't really into dubstep at the time, if I'm being honest. So like, <laughs> I guess what's the base scene line out there? Is it, exi- is it non-existent or are there? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, so I feel like in my experience, there's like kind of two extremes in Barcelona. It's either... You know popular music which there's tons of and i well i include the house parties in the techno with that too like because it's mm-hmm. just you know more accepted mainstream music um it's either that or or if you're like listen to alternative music then there's a lot of like uh how you call it like french core parties like hard oh, wow. tech french, french core techno stuff. in oh. barcelona yeah oh my gosh <laughs> yeah um but like in the smaller places like the tourists won't usually not uh, find those. Um, yeah, they'll usually just go to little... Pacha or that other one right on the yeah, beach. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Apollo and Pacha and all those places at uh, Villa Olimpica. That's all the popular mm-hmm. stuff. And 
um, there are like smaller underground parties, but they're like so small. They don't have the budgets to, to book mm -hmm. international artists most of the time, or they'll be small. So like, that's why it doesn't really grow because a lot of the people that go to those shows are typically uh, not people that want to pay a lot of money for a ticket. Yeah, price sensitive. <laughs> you, know, you understand <laughs> what I mean? Um, I've, I've done a, a few shows uh, way back when I just, uh, when I just moved here or might've been still at the time where I was like traveling back and forth to see my girlfriend at the time here. Um, and that was like really low paid and very low key. Mm -hmm. And people would like mostly been drinking outside on the parking because like they do the, um, the pregame. It? Yeah, it's, that, <laughs> that's a big thing here. Uh, Botellons, like the, the drinking on the streets. Uh, big, mm -hmm. big, big street parties here always. And then they just oh, yeah. went in when the headliner played or when their favorite artists played. Like some of the last ones, because they, they were the ones that went the hardest, mm -hmm. uh, like at real hardcore shit. Um, so I didn't have much of a crowd in that time because like I was earlier. Um, so that was, that was a bit lame. So yeah, uh, bass scene, no, there isn't much. Just, just in the beginning when, um, I'm just talking dubstep right now because uh, that's, that's my niche. Mm -hmm. um, when, when dubstep took over in Europe, then there wasn't like Rasmatas. I don't know if you've been in that place. Oh, uh, yes. Rasmatas. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh big, God. big venue. Totally really cool, <laughs> real cool venue with a lot of rooms. And um, that, that's, a, that's a really wild club. There, there they will throw some like different genres. Like there will be electro, electro rock bands and like the crazier stuff. Like oh, that's, cool. a, that's a real cool venue. Yeah. So dubstep did well for a while. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah. When I was there, I think they booked a major laser there even. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Throwback. Yeah. Yeah, that was a throwback. Yeah. I remember that. Nice. <laughs> well, you're lucky because only a few countries away, you can go to some of the world's biggest dubstep festivals, like Rampage Open Air. Uh, yeah, just played it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. What was that like? I mean, that is literally oh, awesome. The dubstep Disneyland of Europe. So, uh, the festival and the, the normal event are definitely different. Let me that first <laughs> of all. Uh, I went. Well, not, not with much uh, expectancy because it, it was an outdoor festival. Um, it was, it's a bit more low-key. It feels more low-key than, than the main event. The main event is definitely the, that has all, the, all the, the shine and all the, the massiveness. And this is just like you go to a really cool uh, alternative music festival. Um, mm -hmm. it, wasn't, it, it didn't feel too crowded, at least not on the day where, when I was there. I don't know if that was on pur purpose that they... Um, sold less tickets to keep it open or for safety or COVID-wise or whatever. Um, but I've been to lots of festivals and it's usually, you know, cramped. Like you're walking mm -hmm. between a lot of people and this was like, yet all the space everywhere. That's um, kind of nice because then you can actually dance. Yeah, there was like so much space to dance everywhere. Um, probably like the main, the biggest room where, where the most drum and bass acts were, that was like the real, uh, like, uh, uh, really uh, cramped cramped out place but um the upset stage was people had a lot of space to dance mm -hmm. and it was actually it was really cool yeah how was your set um, how'd that go oh awesome yeah it's so much fun uh really really good crowd i was a little scared because i had uh, so many artists before me playing that that went super hard um oh i bet so yeah <laughs> yeah that's of course that's what you what you'll always get on dubstep mm -hmm. and uh drum and bass shows um, yeah. And, you know, later on, you are in the night, you always get a little nervous, like, oh, my God, do I still have energy by that time. 
and then it always turns out fine. Everybody's going full, like full full nuts. Um, so it was like it was it was real cool because our stage was genie played, um, mm-hmm. and then Samplifier back to back Ivory, oh, and yeah. then me. And so genie Ivory and me are managed by the same management team. Uh, oh, same, you're on two four eight. Yeah, uh, 248. Yeah. 248. Okay. <laughs> 248. <laughs> 248. Yeah. So same manager, Perry Davis. I'm yeah. not 100 sure if he I'm not 100% sure if he manages Genie. I think he, he does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. Then... We work with him a lot actually. Cool. Yeah. Um so yeah, there you go. Perry was there himself. He flew over oh. to uh, because because the whole gang was playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually I had no idea that you were on <laughs> 24 eight. <laughs> yes. Uh, been there forever. Well, of course, uh, I've just been, I've always been with Barry um, ever since I met him in 2016, I would say. Oh, wow. Um, he, he, he switched management companies and groups uh, a few times. And I just, I always just stuck around with him wherever he uh, went to. So, yeah. So now it's 24 eight. It's been 24 eight for a long time and um, amazing team. Uh, always a lot of fun uh mm-hmm. wherever we go so uh yeah that was a, a really cool experience to be all there chatting on that stage on friday i have oh, yeah. to ask did you drop the fuck boy bootleg if i did yeah of course really. <laughs> <laughs> like oh oops oops didn't bring it with me sorry guys sorry or like, you're not getting like, it <laughs> just like play the, or just like play the original mm-hmm. just like yeah. tease people it's like that oh i, sh- I should have done it just kidding do that <laughs> just like my intro and then it just drops into the original and just not drop my bootleg and then see what happens oh people, people, people would be pissed oh <laughs> yeah i mean some i mean that's a good way to check if people actually listen to my music if people do their homework you know mm-hmm. exactly how and how was the crowd reaction i mean that song slams oh yeah it's yeah that always gets to people uh full scent <laughs> yeah for sure it breaks a lot of rails yeah. oh yeah it goes hard um so at rampage in in general there was there was a, a good amount of the crowd um whenever i could see it because there was a lot of fog a lot of uh, smoke machine but um uh they knew a lot of the songs and a lot of the edits that i played and that's always very cool and re- rewarding to, uh, mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. yeah and I'm just curious, how was like the whole saucy summer tour? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> saucy yeah, that, it's, it's 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 done saucy now already. as hell. Um, it it was so- <laughs> oh, it was it was saucy. I got lost in the sauce. Like, I mean, <laughs> don't even know where we are right now. Yeah, um, so it, it was it was amazing. Um, is it, this this tour was a little weirder. Like we called it a tour, but there was like so much time in between some shows, uh, like yeah. in between runs that I did from home and back there and it was different countries um in between those breaks so just like a very uh, all over the place tour but um played some amazing shows just did uh escapade and uh, rampage Ooh. obviously oh okay escapade uh, that was yeah. in montreal a couple weeks ago um yes well ottawa it's like it's real close okay. to montreal yeah mm-hmm. it's like two hours from montreal yeah everyone was talking about it i was in montreal for picnic royale dub festival and everyone okay, was yeah. like, we had Escapade last week. It was sick. Like they were just hyping oh. it up. Man, Escapade, that was that was massive. That was, that felt more... I've played Escapade before in, I believe, uh, 2019. And 
at that time it was in um like one of the smaller stages indoor like sort of a like a half dome kind of feeling mm -hmm. and this time it was a massive stage and from the front to the back just everybody bounced you saw that whole crowd like a like a like an ocean like waving mm -hmm. it was noodle yeah. necking I'm, amazing show <laughs> hey someone did their homework oh yeah oh yeah no, 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 I couldn't no, no. resist when you started waving I was like what's the joke here <laughs> noodle yeah, necking sure. at the function Snap at the Snap rhythm function or at the bro step Snap. function at the bro step function <laughs> yeah we snapped some noodles I uh some noodle necks <laughs> noodles. I believe so yeah you well, can only snap noodles if they're pre-cooked you know if they're ex exactly if, when you're still raw like that's mm -hmm. where you gotta you gotta heat up first, you know. You gotta get a little <laughs> yeah. wet. You gotta little get a little sweaty, yep. and then you, you can swing your your neck. Yeah. You gotta and boil you'll get lost the, base. In the sauce, right? <laughs> right then and there, you'll mm -hmm. get lost in the sauce. And mm -hmm. endless jokes with the brand. I mean, I bet you've spent the last like ten years making noodle it's, and pasta jokes. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> really? What's the worst like noodle I mean, kind of joke? Nah, it's. I mean, it's funny. It's it's funny, but um, you know, I've been doing this. Uh, pretty much yeah more than 10 years now and mm -hmm. uh i think i got sick of it like after two years already uh, oh, I bet. um you know i've i've always said like i i don't i never wanted to be a dj or like a producer um yeah a dj that had a gimmick or whatever mm -hmm. i've I'm, I'm way too I'm, I'm not that kind of person i'm not very show off and all that stuff and all um, i'm not a comedian and it was just a funny name, but then it turned out to be actually be a really good branding, like very easy to brand. Mm -hmm, and, yeah. you know, everybody, everybody knows it. You can play around with themes. Um, and it just, it, I never really wanted to embrace it. It was all, I, I kind of joked about it too, but I never really wanted to do, to be a, a spaghetti monster. It's just, it was just a word joke. And yeah, okay, <laughs> let's make some jokes. Yeah. But then at some point, you know, I, I started working with the with Perry, with my manager, and yeah, when you want to grow, you definitely got to work on your branding and easy, mm -hmm. easy peasy. Um, it's funny that so you mentioned the word gimmick because I feel like so often nowadays, like people think that they have to have this gimmick to like right. latch onto yeah. on socials, like oh, you have to have like a face mask or you have to have like some sort mm -hmm. of gimmick. And yeah, like Lil Texas, he gets naked on stage. You know, yeah, like people have to have yeah. this gimmick. Or like um, Murata's <laughs> wearing like this mask thing now, and I feel like so many artists feel like that pressure to have this one thing that they can run with that creates buzz on socials, but it sounds like yours right. came really, really naturally. Yeah. Well, so not, yeah, not on purpose either. It's, it just, uh, it, it was more of a coincidence. I just had my first release and I needed an artist name. Uh, like the label dude called me up, uh, Kipsky, uh, Kipsky, uh, legendary, um, scratch DJ from Holland that I did a first release with. And he said, yo, your name is like, not, I don't think it's very cool. <laughs> and like, it might be hard to pronounce for like Americans and for other people. So like, do you have a, a DJ name? And we've just been joking around about spaghetti and MC, spaghetti and MC Roni. Uh, like MC Roni? Yeah, like I was spaghetti and MC Roni. And we were just, we just joked about it. And then I said, oh, I think that's funny. It's like, I'm, I'm like skinny. I was like um, skin over bone. And went with it, and then next release, next release, and it's like, oh shit! I actually chose my name now. Um, 
but I don't know anything else either. I didn't really have a good name. So um, yeah, naturally started with um, a, a not gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never wanted to turn it into, because everybody immediately started suggesting, yo, go play with a tomato a tomato hat or like a meatball hat. And then no, that's oh a gimmick. God, gotta, I mean, there are some. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yes, it would be cool to have a spaghetti cannon and shoot spaghetti meatballs all over the crowd. Okay. Oh, Who boy. Wanna... <laughs> you get hungry just, in the um, crowd, you know? I mean, that might be a good snack for some people. You should just have it on the writer, have it as a show. You, you make spaghetti while you're rinsing and dust up. I know. You know, maybe I've had it on my rider and, and these mm-hmm. venues just don't want to, they just don't want to do it. They don't want to commit. It's just, They're dropping the ball, meatball, dro- dropping, dropping the, meatball. the meatball there. <laughs> Shaking my head. So yeah, I, so I never fully went that direction, but you know, for like planning tours, making EPs, um, it's the funniest thing to just like goof around with the whole spaghetti theme, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, that's kind of it. Yeah. It's worked out well. <laughs> Yeah, people love it. It's, <laughs> it's, been, it's been going well. Can't complain. Well, we actually got a bunch of submitted questions on Instagram. Um, so we're going to okay. jump into the submitted questions round. I'll lead it off here. We have a question from Kevin Connor. He asked, who is your dream collaborator on a tune? Um, I mean, obviously Skrillex, but if it's, of course... Yeah, but people want to hear a really, I want to give a realistic answer, of course. But number one, Skrillex has been the main inspiration. And unfortunately, he kind of went a different way, went off the dubstep way nowadays. That's that, that's probably not going to happen. Um, but I definitely still have some um, some people I would like to work with. I mean, vocalists, uh, no, like producer-wise, you know, like Zomboy, mm-hmm. um, most of most of the never said I guys really uh, yeah. just like Eptic, Eptic and Zomboy must die. Those are really my mm-hmm. uh, my dudes. And for some reason, I don't know. I know all of them personally, and we all like each other's music, but it hasn't really happened yet. Also, because I'm terrible at um, collabing in general. It's <laughs> I kind of I kind of don't want to start a collab with these guys because I I feel um, I think I I just die from the pressure mm-hmm. <laughs> on it. <laughs> No, maybe yeah. maybe it'll happen. Maybe it'll happen someday. Um, but in general, I collab with people that I, yeah. In general, I collab with people that I really uh, fuck with and that I know personally and have met before. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, usually not random collabs. Yeah. So um, and I'm not I'm. I don't really hang too much with uh, any of the, like I, I, I've met pretty much all the guys that I listened uh, to their music to, but um, I just say that my circle, circle friends and like close producer friends is very, very small. Like, uh, so that's, that's pretty much it. That's why, yeah, that's why Skrillex is probably not going to happen soon. <laughs> <laughs> He's on yeah. some other shit. <laughs> yeah making making some other music he's like in the house realm yeah that that guy is is good at collabing holy crap dude he's making he's made tunes with bieber like he's all over Mm -hmm. this next question here from our good friend the steph land what is your favorite kind of pasta if it isn't spaghetti that's false advertising (sighs) (laughs) of course it's spaghetti man i got 
You gotta stay on brand. I'm not spaghetti for no reason. That's um, what we like to hear. Yeah, I mean, it, it changes every day, though. Like, hey, spaghetti is of the pasta family. And, like, if you like spaghetti, then you're in, you're part of the, the spaghetti family, of the, the, the pasta family. And, I mean, some rigatoni every now and then is also mm. amazing. Or some um, macarones, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh. We'll take it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, next time you have a show... You got to send us a photo of, of proof of pasta on your writer. Oh, it used to be. It, it was actually on my writer for a long time without me knowing. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So in my first tour, uh, my manager or agent, I don't know who it was, or it was probably both of them. They added on my writer that I wanted a plate of spaghetti and meatballs and, and tomato sauce. And then with mm-hmm. Parmesan cheese, Ooh, and it had to that. be like. It had to be graded on at the at the spot, I believe. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like full they had service. this whole watch list. They had this whole full service list uh, apparently on on my rider without me knowing. They like just to just to uh, joke with me, and like I started noticing after a few shows that promoters or the runner would ask me, "Hey, when do you want you when do you want your spaghetti?" And I started at some point. I asked the guy, "Like, what do you mean when I want my spaghetti?" And I, I already ate like. <laughs> Why are you asking me my place spaghetti? I didn't order that. He's like, it's on your rider. Like, no, it's not on my rider. He's like, yes, it is. And I checked it. And they were all laughing about it. That's like, a good oh joke, honestly. I love that. Yeah. So I just I got fed spaghetti every every single show in the beginning. And mm-hmm. I just I just thought it was real funny because playing where people were playing with my branding. And um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my manager and agent were uh, having a bit of a crack there. Yeah, so, you that was real it. cool it was awesome <laughs> yeah now you gotta have it it would be like next level if you were like actually playing a set mm-hmm. while making spaghetti next to you yeah <laughs> i i've definitely ate spaghetti during my sets and then just, oh yeah yeah that's happened feed it to yeah. your crowd you know like uh-huh. just make it while you're you know so what's what happened uh lots of times is that people bring uh, cooked spaghetti to shows in like um they call them ziploc bags Mm-hmm. like good spaghetti and then they're like waving it around and oh often they want to get often they want to <laughs> hand it to me or they want it signed to bring signed it back spaghetti. or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah oh all the time this happens all the time still till nowadays yes um <laughs> there's even been a festival where uh it is it is in the recap edit um i think it was snow globe where snow globe someone brought wow. yeah someone brought a a big block of cheese and like they handed out plates to people in the front at the rail and with spaghetti. And they actually, someone brought in a cheese grater too. And they like grated the cheese um, on their plates. Like while I was playing, like they were headbanging with it. <laughs> that takes dedication so, to bring cheese and a grater into the festival. Like I can barely bring my wallet and my phone. I don't think you're, I don't think you should be able to get a cheese grater in. I don't, I don't think, think so. But... No. <laughs> well, Especially there it is. Snow globe where it's like freezing cold. <laughs> put it in it, your it jacket was, it was pretty cold yeah yeah i mean that's maybe how, how you get it in like lots of clothing and lots of st- stuff right yeah um and uh there's some people that have been drowning themselves like bathing in in tomato sauce while uh while i was playing oh and that kind you. of stuff that would start um, to i get <laughs> i get thrown spaghetti at me all the time too at shows and yeah moral of the story is that you'll never go hungry on the road 
Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You'll get lost Plenty in the of... sauce every show. Every show. Mm-hmm. Every show. Well, we have one more submitted question, and then we'll move into the lightning round. Um, This one's from The Optimistic, our friend Dwight. He's asking, what has been your favorite back-to-back performance? Uh, Man, that's got to be, that's got to be Duplos, for sure. Um, Well, just because... Uploads some you you're familiar familiar with uploads mm-hmm, right yeah, like yeah. He's, he's of course at the moment not not really releasing as uploads anymore but um uh we've just always been good friends and uh we like each other's like really our crookiest beats and sounds and stuff and he's been he's been a huge help for for my music and uh my brand in the beginning um and played a played out a lot of my stuff and I. I was flabbergasted because I was a huge fan of his mixes. Um, and at some point we met. And then it turns out that he, he was like real good friends with Perry, my manager. Mm-hmm. And that's how we like, we, we hooked up and um, started playing back to backs. And I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Cause like personality wise and show wise, stage wise, we're, we're very different. Dave is really crazy and very uh, big showman. Uh, very open and expressive and i'm kind of kind of the opposite we're like real shy and um like introvert and all that stuff and it turned out to be a lot of fun like we've just been playing the craziest beat together and um yeah man he he definitely made me a lot more comfortable on stage like just showing all his craziness and like that nothing matters and you could just you're just there to have a great time with the crowd and uh go nuts yeah Mm -hmm. Can yeah. we find this set yeah, anywhere great. online? Um, I've played a whole bunch of back-to-backs with him. So it was like, I'm not, I'm not talking about one specific, but like just okay. the back-to-back person. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always had a lot of fun with Dave. Every show was, we would not know from each other what we we're going to play most of the time. Freestyling it. We, yeah, and like it, a lot of mixes were super messy and sloppy, but that made it like so so real or something, so fun. Just mm-hmm. like, just tagging, just tagging. We've done, we've done a lot of... Yeah, we've done. We've been on each other's tours too, uh, like supporting, and then we would just some sometimes end with a back to back and just craziness. Yeah, always a lot of fun. Hell yeah, sick. Would it be it would be really cool if you guys came out to Denver for a back to back. The base it capital. Would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> USA, USA base capital. <laughs> USA base capital. Uh, I think it is. I mean, there's there's other good base cities, but you guys have the most shows and the most uh, most consistent good shows. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's just a different subgenre of dubstep for every show. <laughs> like we said earlier, <laughs> you got experimental bass and then Wook Rhythm and then right. <laughs> Wook Rhythm. <laughs> Bro Step, everything. What, what was that? Uh, that reminds me the first time I was going to play Denver, I think. What was the venue? There was a venue that closed down. That was um, oh beta, 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 beta. That was it. That was the sh- like the venue where I think the first like the best dub ships or, or like mm-hmm. that was that venue where everybody talked about. It. And then it, I think I played it like right before it closed down. And I don't know what what's up with that right now nowadays. Oh, yeah. Is that open or is that? It got acquired by new ownership, and mm-hmm. basically the new owner was. He mostly just wanted to throw hip hop shows and he was only allowing okay. the promote, like there was an EDM promoter and he wanted to throw more EDM shows on the weekends, but the owner would only allow him to throw them on Thursday nights or like Wednesday nights. But like, 
Hmm. Even then he would basically just cancel the shows and then like, I don't know, just ownership was really bad. Oh Everything just yeah. kind of, there's like shootings going on there all the time. Yeah. It's been kind of a sketchy area for the last like five or six years, but it, it was hmm. definitely like one of the dubstep heyday clubs when I was in high school growing up here. Right. Oh yeah. And it was wild. There's a, my first Denver venue was the one on the other side of the street. I believe it was like literally. Oh, Summit Musical? At, uh, probably. Yeah. I don't remember the name, but it was literally, I think you could see Beta from there, from that. The doors were opposite mm-hmm. each other, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a cool area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sweet. that show was a show was a little weird for me, but uh, Denver was up. Like the crowd was really sick. Yeah, yeah. People here just there's yeah, it's like the literally bunch of bass heads. <laughs> like there's <laughs> so many. There's even like this. There's these some random shows that have been popping up lately, and it almost looks like they're being thrown like in a in a living room. It kind of mm-hmm. looks like a living room, literally. Like okay. it's like That's- it's. It's like an old rundown bar off the side of the highway that like let these kids throw EDM shows and set up their speakers and stuff. It's really weird. Hell yeah. That's the best. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love people it. love that's, it. Yeah. That's so, vibes. The underground exactly. scene is thriving in Denver. Yeah. Reminds me a little of uh, church felt kind of felt kind of like that. I have to say the yeah. church uh, venue in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was real cool. Um, yeah, Trivecta will be here tomorrow, and there's always nice. some. There's always new artists coming in every Thursday. A lot of people move there too. Uh, a lot of dubstep uh, producers moved to Denver. Have been moving to Denver in the last years. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yep, that too. Um, so this next round right here, it's called our lightning round. So lightning we're just round. gonna, okay. mm-hmm. yeah, we're just gonna spit some questions at you. Try to answer as quickly as you can, but. Obviously, mm-hmm. some answers will require some more thinking and some longer answers. So, I'll, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll do my best to keep it short. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. All right. First on. question is What is your favorite pasta sauce? And you can't say marinara. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's your go to. Who makes these? Wait, did you... okay, wait, wait. Did you? Did you... Did you two make these questions, or is this also from sub sub missus? We made these last night. Oh, you. Made these. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you gotta, but that's cheating. You can't, you can't just ask me something and I cannot say it. Okay, we gotta um, put you on the spot, okay? First, 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 that pops up. Um, uh, how it, uh, how's it called? Romero? No, it's like it's like a more of like an orange. It's a different name in Spanish. Vodka sauce. Um, no, it's like. I think it's called Romero sauce, but I'm the, I don't know exactly what it is. But yeah, that's really good too. Okay. It's, we'll I mean, it's like tomato sauce with, I believe, like more garlic and some other stuff. It's like a little more orange than tomato sauce. Yum. Yep. Sounds delicious. <laughs> it's making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, next question. Who are your favorite upcomers right now? Uh, too many. That, uh, that'll be, okay, the first, uh, first ones that pop up. Uh, Viper Active. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwight. Uh, rah, 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 let me let me think. Let me think. So Nasco is mm-hmm. uh, has been in the scene. Yeah. Wait, where's my Zoom call? Nasco has been uh, producing for a long, long time, but he's uh, for some reason he never never really popped off big. I don't think. I mean, online, yes, but not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, 
he just needs to he deserves more uh, recognition i i think um i think frankie nuts definitely deserves more spotlight too frankie nuts from holland mm-hmm. um he's doing really well in europe like playing lots of shows and like back-to-backs with oliver's um good so yeah uh upcomers Oh yeah, goodness. NASCAR won uh, a remix competition last year that Kazo uh, hosted on through Welcome Records, and he was supposed yeah. to play at Imagine Music Festival. And Chrissy and I, we were supposed to go out there to go see Kazo and go see NASCO and some other friends out Imagine there. Imagine in Atlanta. Imagine. Yeah, and then oh, yeah. it got canceled due to weather, which was unfortunate. Oh my God! Yeah, so. So he had his U.S. visa then. I didn't even know that. Oh, no. Okay. Actually, no, never mind. I'm kidding. He won the contest, but he didn't have his visa. That's right. So right. he was yeah. able yeah. to play. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be yeah, I'd be surprised if he um, had his U.S. visa at that time. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's pretty hard to get. And like you need to, in most cases, you need, to, you need to have played a good amount of shows, or like notable, at least a few mm-hmm. notable shows, you know. Yeah. and i'm yeah. afraid that might be a little tough for him at the moment it's tough for everyone honestly we were talking to automate at a festival in italy a couple of weeks ago and he was saying that like the price is thousands and thousands of dollars and like it's such a process to get the visa yeah it's yeah it is real pricey um definitely the quicker one like the longer you can do is different choose different processing times um the longer one can take really long and it will cost you less but it's um mm. Yeah. It's also, yeah, the paperwork and like the lawyers or mm-hmm. whatever persons you work with that you got to pay, the salaries are high. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's tough. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely tough. You need, you need to have a bit of a name already. You need to have a bit yeah. of a experience. Yeah. And don't you have um, to have like articles written about you and interviews and show that you're yep. wanted and needed like out in the U S basically. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, if you guys want to support upcomers, then yeah, the more interviews you can do with yeah. upcomers, then they can yeah. use that for their US visa applications. Absolutely, that helps a lot. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. We're happy yeah. to do so. Um, so for like upcomers, there are so many that have been, that I've called upcomers that during the pandemic really kind of popped off. Guys like, um, uh, it's like ace well ace aura was doing oh, really well yeah. before that the skybreak sharks mm-hmm. uh like all those melodic depths of guys and uh, nushi really sick yeah mm-hmm. uh more kismet of- mm-hmm. oh he's big in, in, insane yeah um like on billboards and stuff i believe so yeah really uh really happy for that um man yeah a lot of that so um yeah that i'm gonna leave it at that cool leave it there those are all great artists. We love all of them. Yes, me too. Um, next question. I think you'll like this one being Dutch. Would you prefer to eat stroopwafels or pufferchis for the rest of your life? Oh, stroopwafels. Easy. Yeah. Easy? Oh. I feel like every Easy. Dutch chooses that. I feel yeah. Like. <laughs> Audio Freak chose that, right? Pufferchis are nice, but it's more... Um, it's usually... It's more for kids. Like it's something mm-hmm. that typically gets made at kids' parties, uh, birthday parties. Oh, I didn't and know stro- that. <laughs> stro- yeah, well, it's kind of typical for that. Um, I mean, funny. obviously everybody can everybody can eat puffers, but they're just like tiny pancakes. It's like mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, yeah. nah, stroopwafels easily wins that. 
Mm-hmm. We'll that would make it. sense because yeah. Chrissy wrote that question and she always eats from the kids menu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, I'm a very picky eater, especially when I travel. So I always go for the kids things. Nice. Happy, happy meals. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, last one here before we conclude sure. this lightning round. Uh, what is your pre-show routine other than eating spaghetti? Um, eating spaghetti and then pooping it out. Like, nah, nice. Um, <laughs> Better be I mean, a private bathroom in the green room. <laughs> I mean, the the bathroom used it was definitely it used to be a part of my uh, <laughs> routine. I gotta admit, because like nerves, nerves have a lot to do with that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I definitely needed to like do that. Um, Let it out, yeah. But at the, but it's kind of that. Not talking about it. That kind of has died. Um, that's not not that much anymore. Nowadays, since I'm a dad, I, j- I really need to stretch before my sets. That's mm. really, um, that's been a thing in the last like two years or well, like before pandemic. So three years. Um, yeah, I got to stretch before my sets. I got to do the uh, <laughs> stretch mm-hmm. everything. Stretch out the data bod. Yeah. Yes. I got to stretch or else I uh, have a lot of pain during or afterwards my set. <laughs> very cool. exciting huh <laughs> yeah we'll see you doing yoga next time we at a show <laughs> oh and of course while i stretch i take a few shots of uh, tequila that's uh, mm-hmm. it's all part of it yeah tequila good choice yeah yeah i mean i'm um coming from holland i'm more of a beer beer drinker but um it makes me pee a lot i have like yeah. the tiniest bladder and that's <laughs> very annoying very annoying when you gotta play a set of an hour or uh, 90 minutes um on my own tour headline shows, I play very often 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of long if you've been drinking a few beers. Absolutely. Yeah, that definitely for me. So often, so how I, uh, the solution for me was, because uh, I, I need a little drink beforehand just to kill the nerves a bit yeah. and like break the ice. Um, I'll take a few sips of tequila, like some, a nice, a nice tequila, like the Don Julio. And then um, that's it. I'm good for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. It's a good routine. Stretch and tequila. Yes, stretching and tequila. <laughs> and shit. <laughs> and shit. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> well, there we have it. The man, Spag Hetty. Thank you for joining yes, sir. us. Of course. Thank you for having me. I, I, uh, I appreciate that. Of course. Yeah. Is there any, are there any last words that you want people to know? Um, I actually hate spaghetti. No, just Cur- curveball. Uh, I was like, mm, no. I was like, you're we have to expose so this not, on the now you're, I'm just giving you guys some good content, you know, like mm-hmm. big headline. Yeah. You know, get get some clicks. <laughs> the Click band bait. himself hates spaghetti. Yeah, we're exactly. leading with that. 